Porter Gals presents Terrifying Tales. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Poulter Gals. Ghost Stories of the Civil War Written by Dan Isfar and Edric Day Published in 2021 By Lone Pine Publishing The Tunnel Hill Dead Tunnel Hill, Georgia The lights appeared suddenly Flickering to life In the chill winter night Catching the attention of two men Dressed in gray confederate uniforms who were huddled around a fire. Did you see that? One man hissed to the other, his voice tinged with alarm. One in blazes, the other man shoot back, squinting at several campfires that suddenly dotted the hills, rising ahead of them. Who's lighting those things? This don't make no sense, the first man responded. Ain't no way that many people got up on that hill not one of those fires was there but a minute ago, came the response. The two men looked at each other before nodding in silent agreement. Let's go take a look. The pair picked themselves off the ground and were just about to start for the mysterious campfires when they looked back at their rifles, which they had left in the dirt behind them. Maybe we ought to take them. I think that might be best, the other man responded. Without a word, the two reclaimed their weapons and headed out, walking carefully around the sleeping forms of their fellow confederates, towards the small cluster of campfires scattered across the wooded hill. A fierce wind suddenly picked up, and the quiet nightscape was transformed into a blustering cataphony of swaying trees and bushes. Shuddering in the chill, the men continued towards the fires on the hill. They chose one of the fires and approached it stealthily as they could, creeping up behind trees and bushes until they were only a few yards away. The fire burned fitfully in a tiny clearing, buffled by the harsh winds that were blowing harder than ever. They couldn't see anyone around it. What is going on here? One of the two Confederate soldiers whispered to the other. Who lit this damn thing? Both men were crouched low to the ground. Neither one of them too eager to approach the deserted fire. Maybe we should go take a look. But the moment this suggestion was made, two hands emerged from the darkness, just beyond the flame and then they spotted two boots on either side of the fire's small circle of light. The man sitting there was obviously trying to warm himself, clasping, unclasping, and rubbing his hands together over the fire. The interloping pair stared at the man for a few more minutes when they noticed the gold brocade wound up his gray sleeves. He was a Confederate officer. He's one of ours. One man whispered. The other man nodded, indicating he had seen the color of the officer's sleeve. 
Yet, the knowledge that this man was on their side did little to ease their confusion. They were still there, frozen with fear. Each of them silently convinced that something about the scene before them wasn't quite right. And then they saw his face. He leaned forward, and his head was illuminated by the fire's orange glow. The man's face was pale as bone, without the slightest tinge of color. Even his eyes, staring into the flame and Morse in contemplation, were somehow colorless. He looked more like a painting of a man than a living, breathing being. The pigment of his skin looked as if it was colored by an artist obsessed with bone, whites, dull grays, and sickly yellows. He sat in silence, looking into the fire for a few seconds. Then, ever so slowly, his eyes moved up to the two men who were staring at him. Both lay paralyzed under the inhuman gaze, unable to move, though every muscle in their bodies urged them to get up and run. The staring match continued for a few breathless moments until the Confederate officer and the fire he was sitting beside vanished right in front of them. That was when the pair decided they had enough. They bolted to their feet and ran off as fast as their legs would take them, not stopping until they reached their own campfires. Hunched over in breathlessness exhaustion, the pair did not say anything to each other, but cast their wary eyes back at the direction they had come from. Not a single fire lit the hill behind them. One man looked at the other with the look of complete disbelief on his face. I can't believe it. He finally managed to gasp. Did you see that? It was a ghost. A ghost of a real Civil War officer. The two men weren't sure whether to be thrilled or terrified. They were, after all, Civil War reenactors, camped overnight in Tunnel Hill, Georgia, with the intent of reliving the Battle of Missionary Ridge the next day. The most arrogant kind of Civil War enthusiasts that one might find. These men were dressed in full Confederate uniforms. They camped in tents almost identical to the ones used by soldiers over a century ago, and even put themselves through infamous Civil War mills, wolfing down hardtack and quaffing muddy make-do coffee. All this to get as close as they could to those men who arranged themselves in columns and rows and marched out to face death so many years ago. On this November night, the two reenactors came closer to reality than they ever could have expected. They haven't been the only ones. Over the years, scores of Civil War reenactors have had all sorts of experiences with bizarre phenomenon around the old Georgetown. Near Missionary Ridge, the site of General Patrick Claiborne's courageous stand 
against General William Sherman's vastly superior forces on November 24th and 25th. The town of Tunnel Hill has become a major destination for Civil War reenactors. It was there, along the northernmost reaches of Missionary Ridge, that Claiborne confirmed his battlefield brilliance, breaking Sherman's assault on the Confederate positions. Although he was outnumbered nearly four to one, in the end, however, Claiborne's incredible stand was in vain, as the Confederate line broke further south along Missionary Ridge. By the evening of November 25th, the Confederates were retreating in defeat. Yet, the battle did not mark the end of the drama on Missionary Ridge. The nearby town of Tunnel Hill draws over a thousand participants once a year who relive the battle. While the reenactments are always a grand spectacle, the spate of strange occurrences that are annually reported when the small army swarms into the region reminds specters and reenactors alike that they aren't the only ones reliving the past. The phantom fires on Tunnel Hill are the most widely witnessed phenomena. But, there have been plenty of other bizarre events that defy rational explanation. Some reenactors claim that the horrid stench of decay will suddenly raft over parts of the battlefield during the evening hours. The smell is said to be so bad that many of those experiencing it find themselves overwhelmed by nausea. Some come very close to passing out and more than one witness has even vomited. Although the smell only lasts a few seconds, dissipating into the Georgia night before too long, those who have gotten a whiff of it are never able to forget. They are convinced that the offensive and persuasive scent is the odor of death. Other events, not nearly so offensive, but no less alarming, have been reported by other reenactors. More than one unwitting Civil War enthusiasts have been left standing numb with fear after greeting a fellow reenactor, then watching his deathly body vanish before their very eyes. This phenomenon happens just enough to color the yearly meetings at Tunnel Hill in surreal shades, as the living and the dead not only walk among each other, but dress in the same uniforms and relive the same events. So it seems that the ghosts, just like the modern day reenactors, are incapable or unwilling to forget the bloody sacrifice that was made on the landscape so many years ago. And just like the reenactors, the continuing presence of the Civil War dead ensures some part of American society will not forget the numerous sacrifices near Tunnel Hill. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or on YouTube at The Porter Gals or on Instagram at The underscore Porter Gals. You can also find us wherever you get your podcast or at RogueMediaNetwork.com. You've been listening to The Porter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.